Knox Hamilton is the band, and one of its band members, Cobo Copeland, is here on The Antidote. Thanks for coming. Absolutely, man. Thanks for having me. You've got to tell me what your role is in the band and who we're missing for band members. Well, I'm uh, I'm the drummer. Um, we all kind of write together, write you know music, melodies, and lyrics and stuff. But uh, we're missing Boots, the lead singer, and Drew, the guitar player, who had previous commitments. So just me. <laughs> Does that make you the low man, and you got stuck exactly. having to do this? I feel bad for you. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy it. I've heard that there's an odd story behind the band name. Um, Boots and I, we got stuck doing some community service type things um, when we were younger. I don't want to say stuck, but it was uh, not court-ordered, but parent-ordered. We uh, got into some trouble, and they made us work at our church's thrift store when we were like uh, probably 14, 15. And we were going through the 60s yearbook little rock arkansas yearbook and everybody looked super um beaver cleaver you know (laughs) kind of just really cookie cutter and this guy stuck out to us he looked super gnarly and had long rock and roll hair and you know devil neck hair kind of thing and his name was knox hamilton so we just kind of lifted it and took on his persona (laughs) i was gonna say that you never considered that taking someone else's name could be considered identity theft. <laughs> <laughs> no, we are, we're hoping to kind of uh, evade that. So you were 14 or 15 when you've got the band name. When did the band itself start? Well, we had that for a while. We had a buddy, Brad, who's not really, he's not really with the band anymore. He writes with us a lot, but he didn't really enjoy the life on the road, the touring life. So he's a professor here, but, um, we we were jamming with him for a long time, just kind of buddies, and then Drew came along. So the band kind of formed probably around six or seven years ago. The version you see before you. Um, so it's it's been about six or seven years. I did do some research, and I found that you and your brother grew up as pastors' kids. Has that faith upbringing played a role in the music of Knox Hamilton? I think so. I think so. You know, when you grow up in that kind of atmosphere, it's it's very um, loving. You know, even if somebody doesn't really believe in it, it's very loving. It's very uplifting. So that I think that kind of um, influenced our songwriting and stuff. We're not a really, you know, emo type of downbeat, really sad kind of band. We're happy. We're uplifting. We try to be anyway. And I think that kind of comes from the church atmosphere. And you know, our parents are super supportive and even if, you know, they weren't, you know, that's just kind of the, the church being pastor sons and whatnot. It's Pentecostal too. And so Pentecostals love upbeat, super, you know, positive music, just kind of get with it type of music. So that's influenced us um, quite a bit. So the church is supportive. Your parents are supportive. How about you guys as kids, you and your brother, how much battling did you do? <laughs> oh man, we, uh, we have another older brother. I'm the youngest. Boots is the middle, and we have an older brother. And all of us played sports. We all loved it. And so, I mean, competition, battling, that's just, I guess that's just siblings, but it was definitely ours and uh, not so much anymore now that we're in our 30s, kind of grown up. But, oh, yeah, we, we do support each other. Our oldest brother's a writer, and he's done some scripts and stuff. And 
kind of runs in the in the family so we're all super supportive but man early on we were combative to the max well you know i have to wonder what kind of music you were listening to as kids who did dad and mom force you to listen to (laughs) um well we were uh whether we wanted to or not we were humongous dc talk fans uh as i'm sure a lot of american christian kids were uh then i think once we kind of started growing up a little bit and and uh not being around mom and dad so much we uh man we love nirvana and uh foo fighters and power man 5000 any sort of rock that we could get our hands on and it doesn't really reflect in knox hamilton's music but uh boots and i still love some some rock and roll and if there's any sort of you know grit to it we're all into it well i did ask that last question because knox hamilton recorded a cover of the association song never my love was that a song that you happened to listen to when you were young yeah our uh our mom really kind of put the love of music in us she she was always listening to music terrific singer we had this station back in texas where we grew up that was just all the oldies you know it's james taylor and michael mcdonald all those you know the bgs kind of stuff and so we, we grew up loving it all, man. We grew up loving every single genre. And uh, I'm sure we've heard that song once or twice in our subconscious, and it just kind of came back to us. Does your mom feel that she's left out since she wasn't made a part of the band? <laughs> <laughs> no, she's, uh, she's very, very much opposed to the spotlight. So I think she's, uh, she would want it this way. <laughs> I always like to find out where a band started. So I did some hunting online for your early EPs, but you've done a pretty good job of making those disappear. What about telling us about them? Um, that would be our record labels doing. We signed with Prospect Park, who is a, a smaller imprint of uh, Universal, and they kind of just pulled everything down. And we've gotten some angry fans uh, some responses from them for that. They can't find it anywhere. We we hope to put those back up since we uh, kind of distance ourselves from any sort of record label. We're trying to go the indie route. So hopefully we can get those back up and get people listening to them. They're really homemade, super homemade and, and really rough. But uh, there's some songs that we enjoy and we hope others, you know, kind of enjoy them. Well, let's talk about the music itself. Love seems to be the focus of virtually every song from Knox Hamilton. Does that then mean that you have a mostly female fan base? Or maybe I'm being politically incorrect by saying it that way. No, no, that's fine. I think the majority is, you know, you have your managers and your um, industry people who try to tell you to drive it home to one sort of fan base, you know, one sort of age group or gender or whatever. That's never really been our style. It is overwhelmingly female, but um, I think with kind of the rock and roll feel that we have, we attract a lot of males as well. So it's, you know, it's a mixed bag, but I mean, we just write whatever comes. I know that's, that's cliche and I think every band does that, but we don't try to steer it towards any, any certain person or, you know, group. A lot of bands have recorded songs about life on the road. That comes up on the Knox Hamilton song, Trade My Trips. But yours has a different twist because it is love-based. How personal is that song? That one was was definitely personal. That was uh, Boots. He he wrote that about um, 
his wife and uh, around that time they were I think having their second child and uh, you know it just kind of wears on you I'm sure every one of us experienced it in some aspect you know you you miss your family you miss whoever you're with and so that was super personal for him and he loved recording it he loved singing it live and you know we try to be with our family as much as possible as a band that's not always possible so you know that that song just I don't know, it kind of captures the whole feeling of being in a band. That's something that I was wondering about at your age, being in your 30s. You know, and you got all the responsibilities of married life. How difficult is it for you overall? Um, it's, it's been pretty difficult. It's been, um, it's been a challenge. We have, we have super supportive wives. They love it. Uh, my wife is actually, she's a, she's a singer and a piano player. So she, she gets the, the love of music. They're all humongous fans. Uh, it's definitely been a challenge. I don't think any more of a challenge than any other band that you know has spouses or loved ones that they leave back home. But yeah, you know, they kind of get the vision. They kind of get the uh, what we're trying to do. So the goals. But they're they're super supportive and they love it. Knox Hamilton is from Little Rock, Arkansas. Why stay in that city instead of making the plunge to move to you know music center Nashville? Um, I think the emergence of, you know, the DIY scene, you can just do whatever you want, wherever you want now. And the internet kind of takes, takes control from there. I know there's, there's contacts to be had in Nashville that we don't have right now, but you know, we have all of our families are here. We're super, super happy here. We love it. You know, there's a bunch to do around here. There's nature around here. That's which is crazy. A lot of people don't think that about Arkansas but it's super beautiful and there's like tons of producers actually around here that are I mean just leagues better than what we we've worked with and they're local so it's like you know there's really no reason to kind of go somewhere you're not really comfortable with. Then how would Knox Hamilton consider themselves to be more of a studio type band or do you head out on the road for tours? Oh yeah, yeah. We tour. We uh we just got off the road with uh, Blue October, and um, they're wanting us to go back out in the springtime. But yeah, we uh, we've not been touring as much. Drew just had a baby, and Boots um, he has a one year old, so they've they've been trying to kind of stick around close to home for a little while. But so we've been on a little bit of a hiatus as far as touring. But um, yeah, we we tour pretty consistently. We're definitely in the studio a good bit, but. Um, touring is, is definitely something we like. Something that's interesting about Knox Hamilton is that even with the band growing up in Arkansas, you really don't hear any trace of the South in your music. It's got that big city sound. Yeah, we, we get that a lot. I don't really know where that comes from. I I think we do all kind of have accents, and we, we actually all do love like really early country so I don't know how it doesn't bleed into it. I guess just the fact that we were humongous, like Beatles fans and um, killers and just kind of rock and roll. I don't really get how it doesn't, but to be honest with you, we're huge Beach Boys fans. So, you know, the surf rock or whatever kind of sound we got going is, is uh, I guess it's all thanks to them and thanks to the killers. <laughs> Well, that's something I want to ask about because Little Rock is a long, long way from the ocean. So that's where right. I was trying to sort out your inspiration for your latest EP and the song Beach Boy. 
So is that your fantasy? You're going to be spending your days at the ocean. <laughs> uh, man, that would be great. Me and Rachel and my wife, we love we loved the beach. I'm not sure Drew's a big beach fan. I think he's more of a mountain type of guy, but we've gone with Boots and his wife to the beach several years in a row, so we all really like that. His Boots' inspiration for that song was actually the movie on Golden Pond, so he, uh, I on have Golden no idea. Pond. I couldn't even right. imagine that with the two old, old people. <laughs> exactly. We have no idea how that came about and what made him write Beach Boy, but he swears that's his inspiration for it. So <laughs> we'll just roll with it. Considering that both <laughs> the actors were probably in their 80s at that point. <laughs> yeah. We got to talk about something else that was really bizarre and it could have ended people's lives pretty quickly because in 2016, you released a terrifying video for the song Washed Up Together. You're oh, putting yeah. shrink wrap over people's faces. Like, what were you guys thinking? <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, that was actually the inspiration of the director. His name's Titanic Sinclair. And he had seen some sort of uh, Japanese art that's like a big thing over there. And, you know, he was like, let's try it out, see if we can freak some people out. And so uh, they had a tiny little hole right next to your mouth that you could breathe through. So it wasn't as terrifying as it looks, but it's still pretty, uh, still pretty freaky. <laughs> but, uh, man, that was, that was a lot of fun to do. And we met some awesome people doing it. So, uh, it's, it's definitely not really our vibe, but, uh, it was, it was cool. We, we enjoyed it. And you did what you pulled in friends and fans for the video. Yeah. Or at um, least, at least the ones that lived through it. <laughs> yeah right at least the ones that would brave it yeah we uh we had some friends and um some people that our uh manager knew and hooked us up with and stuff and a lot of them were were online people that uh, have you know a big following and that would you know want to do that they were looking for content you know to put on their sites and stuff so it was kind of a natural match i often talk about artists being self-revealing in their music of course, love songs take that to a different level, like the song Barely Missed. Does that ever make any of you in the band uncomfortable about opening up so much? Uh, I'm not really opposed to that. I, I'm, I think I'm more emo than the, the rest of them. Uh, Boots and Drew are not very uh, wear their feelings on their sleeves type of guys. But uh, the only way Boots is is when it comes to his songwriting and his music. And so he gets it all out in that aspect and uh, doesn't really <laughs> doesn't really show up in his uh, personal conversations. So I guess it's got to go somewhere. Max Hamilton has one song that really stands out from all the others because it's had so many plays online. It was the song Work It Out. Why did that song get so much attention? Um, we still don't know. I mean, that's that was crazy to us. We We recorded that in a tiny little town here in Arkansas called uh, Ward. And it was like out in the woods somewhere, just some studio that one of our friends knew about. We went there and just kind of recorded it. We had no idea, you know, what would happen uh, with that song. We, we kind of all just took a piece of it and brought it to the table and it just kind of meshed well. And as soon as we heard it back, we were like, wow, this sounds kind of different for us. It's a little bit bigger than what we're, you know, used to, or it had a bigger, feel to it like it was you know going to do something but we weren't uh we weren't prepared for that 
We've just spoken about the new EP, Beach Boy. The other day when we were in contact with each other, you had mentioned that you were going to be back in the studio. There's plans for more besides just the new EP? Oh, yes, sir. Absolutely. We we just uh, just recorded yesterday for a good little bit, the day before, for about you know eight or nine hours. So we have about, I don't know, five or six songs that we're extremely excited about and and uh, we think people could really connect with and kind of get with, get behind. So we're we're trying to hit the studios as hard as possible. We've got a friend who's he's actually just opened up his studio full time. He was kind of just doing it as a as a hobby, and he's one of the best we've ever worked with, you know, anywhere nationally. So we're we're super excited, man. I feel like we're kind of hitting our stride, even if you know we've been kind of doing this a while. So this unnamed EP, when should we be expecting it? Um, I'm not really sure. I think, if anything, we'll probably just be doing singles um, until, you know, we can kind of get a, a better feel for when all the songs will be done as a, as a project. But um, for right now, yeah, probably just singles every every couple months if, if, uh, if we can make it happen. You have been in the business for a few years. Where should a band focus now? Should it be on the singles, on EPs, or on albums? Um, we've talked about that actually. We we uh, I, I have mixed feelings. I think the guys do too because we love a good album. When my favorite band, you know, releases a song, you know, I'm just like anybody else. I'm I'm hungry for that next one. So I feel like there's still a place for records, albums, um, but with the demand of twenty four seven. You know, the online demand, I think it has to be singles right now. And people are just, you know, they're raving us for their, uh, for their music. And, and, and that's a good thing. I think that's a good thing for bands. So we're kind of just embracing it and uh, going with the flow. I'd be interesting to hear how you would describe the purpose of Knox Hamilton. Like, what is it that the band wants to achieve? Well, it's, um, we actually had a couple cool things happen right when Work It Out came out. We had a, a couple in Denver that came to us and said, you know, their their um their marriage was saved because of Work It Out and, you know, that's that's kind of hard to imagine as a band just, just writing cool songs and uh knowing that those lyrics can have that profound of a difference and one really special uh fan came to us and said, you know, uh Washed Up Together was was a song that really saved her from some uh, some really dark times, and uh, you know just hearing that kind of stuff it 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 makes you makes you feel a little bit better what you're doing and you know you're not just out there playing in a in a club you know for 300 people you're actually you know as, as crazy as it sounds that you know you're making a difference so it's um it's super rewarding and I think we just we just kind of want to continue that just be that encouragement or that light to some you know somebody somewhere. The Antidote's been here with Kobo Copeland of Knox Hamilton. Man, thanks so much for coming for a talk. All right, man. We appreciate you having us on.